0: Turn the news on, you get your blues on From all the negativity It's hard to wrap yourself around What's going down on TV You can stress it, second guess it You can think about it way too hard Or you can move the conversation From your head to your heart Sometimes it's a matter of just letting go
1: You know, I was asked the other day, what is the most impactful book I ever read? And for years, it has been the same book. It is a book by Wayne Dyer written in 1989. And it's called, You Will See It When You Believe It. Even though it was written in 1989, I highly recommend it today. It was my first real look at a book on spirituality, and this philosophy, although I didn't know that. And Wayne Dyer was not a part of the science of mind and religious science philosophy. So it wasn't written for that purpose. But every single thing in this book has meaning for me and has meaning for us today. It was the book that taught me that if I am working in a job that is a drudgery, if I am struggling to go to work every day, and I would really love to just go find something else to do, that I could do that without any fear. And what he talked about in the book is that many people believe that if I leave this job, I won't be able to pay my bills. And one of the things that he said in the book was, you must remember who you are. If you're the kind of person who pays your bills on time, you will always be that kind of person. And what it taught me was I had attached the money I was making at the current job I was at to my whole life. And I kept thinking that if I left this job, I wouldn't have the money. And that's just not the truth. The book is about transformation. It's about synchronicity. It's about Moving forward in life with a mindset that you have the right to choose, we have the right to choose, we have the right to create, which is exactly what we teach. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's an easy read. I I checked it out recently, and it is uh, like $16 in hardback, I think, on Amazon. The very concept of the book is that first we believe, and then we see. And so for me, this was the book that was instrumental in changing my life. It helped me leave a job I had been in for 14 years, and I hated it. I was miserable. And after I left that job, everything in my life just started to take off. So I encourage you now, especially now when we have time to do more reading, to check out this book by Wayne Dyer. You will see it when you believe it.
2: Hi, everyone. Will you pray with me, please? So here now in this moment in time, I know that God is. That the one I call Spirit is all around and within, blessing us with this day and with this service. I know that as we come together across the Internet, that we are blessed we are a blessing to one another and so I call this service good good and very good and I simply say thank you and so it is so I want to start off today with a quote from Gary Zukav he said choice is the engine of evolution if you choose unconsciously you will evolve unconsciously if you choose consciously You will evolve consciously. The power of choice is the greatest gift you have been given, second only to the gift of life itself. So what I want to talk about today is this immense power we have, the power to choose. Now I'm not just talking about the power to choose where we live or with whom we live or what we eat or where we work because quite frankly, some people don't have that power to choose those things. I'm talking about the power to choose our thoughts and be led by those choices. As Gary Zukov said, aside from life itself, there is no greater gift than our power to choose. Our bodies can be locked up. We can even be locked into our bodies by injury or illness. But nothing can take our power to choose our thoughts. There are... Many stories of Holocaust survivors getting through the horrors of the camp before their liberation by consciously choosing their thoughts and letting that control what actions that they could take. In addition to making choices that kept her alive in Auschwitz, Edith Egger had to make choices after her liberation. Her parents had been killed. Her back was broken. She was so emaciated when she was found that she was initially thought to be dead. And she said this, you know, I was very suicidal after I was liberated. I was in hospital, I had no hair, I had typhoid fever. I was in a cast because my back had to be adjusted. And I tell you, I'd get up in the morning and I had nothing to get up for. I knew my parents are not going to come back, and somehow reality hit me. I never thought I deserved to survive. Not only I had survivor's guilt, but I also had shame. Then I began to think, if I'm going to live, I need to be for something. Not just against something, but for life, and for being a functional human being. A powerful thought to grab onto. I need to be for something. Not just against something, but for life. Ernest Holmes in his last sermon titled, Sermon by the Sea, said, Find me one person who is for something and against nothing. Who is redeemed enough not to condemn others out of the burden of his soul. And I will find another Savior. Another Jesus and an exalted human being. How powerful a woman is Edith Egger by making that choice. From death's door to a fulfilling and successful life, one lived now in service to others as a psychologist, a woman with great-grandchildren, because she chose the thought of being for life. One of my favorite human beings on earth is my friend Marge. She has been a practitioner for many years and is one of the wisest people I know. And she once said to me, you know, I just don't have time for negative thoughts. A well-trained mind is a powerful mind, and we, meaning believers in the science of mind, are very, very powerful. Why would I waste my precious time with negative thoughts? Why would we? Let me tell you. (laughs) As someone who is a bit of a natural pessimist, uh, science actually tells us that some of us are actually wired for negative thinking, or a little more negative thinking than others, anyway. So for some of us, choosing the positive thought can be more of a challenge. But I'm living proof it can be done. My emotional resilience has grown by leaps and bounds since beginning to study the science of mine. I no longer assume the worst and I no longer dwell on my failures. I have even changed my view of God by choosing the positive thought. Let me tell you a story. When I first came to the Science of Mind and Centers for Spiritual Living, I didn't even like the word God. As an LGBTQ person, I always felt like religion, and God was routinely used against me. I wasn't interested in God from the science of mind. I was interested in creating a better life for myself by controlling my thoughts. So after a while, I enrolled in foundations, our foundational class, one of our two foundational classes. And in week three in the workbook, what it talks about is grace. And there is an essay in week three that says this. When we are able to surrender our own needs to do to control, to manage, to fix, then we become more open and peaceful. I was sitting at my desk at my massage therapy office waiting on my next client when I read those words from the late Reverend Alice Bandy, and I kept reading them over and over again. It was very foreign to me not to try and control things, but I knew there was something in there for me. And I finally, after a while, put my workbook away and had those words just spinning around in my head. When we were able to surrender our own needs to do, to control, to manage, to fix, then we become more open and peaceful. And about that time I received a message from an old high school friend that I had recently reconnected with. And she told me that a mutual friend from school a woman that we had both been very close to and both loved dearly had been in a terrible accident. She was sitting in her SUV behind a truck that had steel girders hanging off the back of it when someone rear ended her at speed and drove her into those steel girders. She had been struck in the head, and they weren't sure she was going to live. What could I do? I was a thousand miles away, and even if I could have been there, I was just a massage therapist. (laughs) There was nothing I could do, not a thing except maybe worry. And then the words from the workbook came back to me. When we are able to surrender our own needs to do, to control, to manage, to fix, then we become more open prayer was not in my wheelhouse yet remember I wasn't interested in the mystical side of the science of mind I wanted a better material life I was interested in the practical side of the science of mind so I did the one thing I thought I could do I chose to think positive thoughts now I understood the severity of her injury and my medical background wouldn't let me see her healed. So I did the next best thing I felt like I could do. I remembered the girl I grew up with instead. The one that was tall and lanky, impossibly smart, and who had a great laugh and a quirky sense of humor. I chose those thoughts for a while. And it helped me surrender my desire to fix or manage or control and it actually alleviated some of my worry. And after a bit, my next client came in. Now, she was not my regular client. She usually saw my business partner, but medical tests had uh, put her on my roster for the day. She also had MS, and the moment she walked in, I knew I needed to be completely pre- present with her because I hadn't seen her in that much pain in a long time. So I got her into the room and onto the table, and after a while, as we moved through the massage, she finally said, you know, I haven't felt this good in days. Thank you. And it suddenly hit me that my client and my friend who had just been in this terrible accident had the same first name. And yes, Julie is a common first name. But this particular lady was the only Julie we had in our active roster of almost 200 clients. Now, I could have very easily chalked that up to coincidence. But I chose something different. I chose to believe that because I had made an effort to be positive and think of my friend as she had been, God smiled on me. I couldn't help my Julie so I was given a Julie I could help. I chose to think God was for me. I chose to think that the universe was a benevolent place and I have never looked back from that. That one choice to believe God was for me has changed my life. I would never have been a practitioner and certainly not a minister without making that particular choice in my thoughts. A well-trained mind is a powerful mind. So how do we train our minds? The spiritual practices we teach in the Science of Mind and at Centers for Spiritual Living is how. First, we have to know what we're thinking. So my question to you is, do you meditate? Meditation allows us to observe our thoughts. We don't have to engage with them. We just watch them float by like clouds on a fall day. This brings us an awareness that we might not otherwise have. My next question to you is, do you do mindfulness exercises? These allow us to stay present, present right here, right now in our bodies. Staying present is important so we can see what is true, what is possible, and what is probable. We aren't telling ourselves a story and convincing ourselves of something that isn't Mindfulness exercises gives us a foundation on which to build our new positive mindset. Once we're aware of what our general thinking patterns are and we're conscious of what is real, we can begin to choose the powerful and positive thought. And when we really, then we really begin to see God in action in our lives. Negative things will still happen in our lives. But not giving into the negative, not giving away your power, choosing the positive lessens the mental sting of negative things in our lives. There are people suffering right now because they are not mentally free, even though they are physically free. And there are people locked in cages who are free because they keep their power and choose the positive thought. Edith Egger said, even in Auschwitz, there were choices. Why is this so important? It's not just about your freedom. It's about freedom for all of us. When we each recognize our power, we realize we don't have to take power from one another. We make a very big and very conscious step toward what I talked about last week. Making a world that works for everyone. And it's because we all know how it works. Are you ready to take that big and conscious step with me? We meditate to see our thoughts. We practice mindfulness to know what's real. And we keep our power and choose the positive thought. No one can take that from us. Let's take that step together. And one more story about the power of positive thought. My friend Julie had a two-year-old daughter at the time of her accident. We all said the same thing. If there was any way Julie could live, she would for her little girl. Julie made a full recovery. Is an advocate for those with traumatic brain injuries. Is still tall and lanky and has a quirky sense of humor. And she is absolutely beautiful. She had great doctors, has a loving husband, but ultimately, Julie did that. Will you pray with me? So Once again, I just center myself in this place, knowing that the one, that one presence, the all-loving and knowing God is here right now within me and all around me. This place, this time, this presence is a blessing, and I am blessed by it. And I am one with it, because I choose it, and because it is true and all. And so what is true for me, I know is true for everyone, that everyone who hears this prayer, who hears my voice, knows also that this is true this one loving God, this one loving spirit says yes to us over and over and we can consciously choose to say yes in return. We are powerful, powerful beings that can choose perfection, that can choose a world that works for all of us. Because we grow in our understanding of how it works. And I am just so deeply grateful. I am grateful for this wisdom and grateful for this time. This time together. This day, this moment. And so I let this go knowing it is already done in the heart and the mind of that one. I let it go and I let it be. And so it is. You can
0: stress it, second guess it. You can think about it way too hard. Or you can move the conversation from your head to your heart. Sometimes it's a matter of just letting